0: And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom in Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health discussing conception, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. This episode touches on topics that may be sensitive for some listeners. Hi, welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In this episode, we're talking with Lindsay Gibson. She is a motivational speaker, writer, doula, trauma yoga instructor, birth psychology specialist, and joy restoration health coach for mamas. She wears quite a few hats and she has a lot of projects going on that help moms. But what she's going to be specifically talking about today is her personal story, and it's a personal story of intense pain and trauma at an early age, all the way to healing and joy now. So some of the things she discusses in this episode can be really hard for people to hear. More specifically, she describes a sexual assault that she had at the age of 16 and how that impacted her for many, many years in her life. And how after she experienced the loss of her second child, all of those that pain that she had from early on in life came up and became something she had to deal with in a way that she didn't expect. And I think this is really important because so many of us go through this experience where, you know, after we have a child, all of a sudden we're dealing with things that we didn't expect and certainly didn't expect to be dealing with again. So I know that even if this isn't your specific story, you may be able to relate on some level. And if not, you know, it will help deepen your understanding of how previous trauma and loss can impact a mom and a family. So she's going to talk a little bit about the work that she does and the projects that she has as well, and how she really focuses on helping in motherhood, helping to find joy. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you find that the things that she discusses feel overwhelming to you and you need to reach out for support, please do that. You're welcome to contact me. You're welcome to join the Mom and Mind Connection Facebook group, which is a place where we talk about things that come up in the episodes and a place to look for resources as well. So let's meet Lindsay. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for being on with us.
1: Thank you, Kat. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm happy that we've been able to touch base. You know, in the world of social media, I meet all kinds of awesome people, and you're one of them. And I've been following you on Instagram and learning about some of the work that you do and some of the things you're passionate about. And I'm I'm really glad that we get a chance to talk here and to share your story and share what you do with everyone. So maybe you can start off there with us and let us know about the work that you do and how you got started.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I like to call myself a mama joy coach. It really kind of sums up my background and everything that I do. I have a lot of training in many different areas. But clearly, as a mama joy coach, mothers are my niche and who I work with the most. Mm -hmm. I had my daughter, Lillian, who is 10 years old. I had her my junior year of college. So my husband and I were very surprised, but blessed all at the same time. And after I graduated, or after I had her, rather, and then I graduated college, that is what sprung me into the mommy world and the baby world as a profession. I was a psychology major. And I didn't know what I was going to do with that. Yeah. But I loved being a mom. Even though I was young, I sprang into it. The first thing that I did after college was become a doula. Hmm. And I got trained as a postpartum doula first yeah. and just started working with families and helping them recover And I absolutely loved it. It was so fun to be in their homes. I met so many amazing families who still send me a lot of cards and a lot of Christmas cards and things and watching these kids grow up because, you know, this was almost eight or nine years ago. So they're about eight or nine years old. And so it's like time has flown. And so that's how I got started in the sort of the mommy world. And I did that for a long time. And I was trying to navigate what I wanted to do from there. And... Then life happened, and seven years later, my husband and I were finally ready to have our second because, you know, I had her young, so I had a lot to do first. Mm -hmm. And before that, before we actually did start trying for our second, I started getting trained as a pre and postnatal health coach, which includes nutrition and fitness and sleep. Infant sleep is a big question I get and things like that. And it just complemented what I was already doing. Mm -hmm. And my company that I own here in Connecticut is called Healthy Mom, Happy Baby. And that started getting underway and everything was starting to come together. And we were ready Mm -hmm. to have our second baby and everything was looking great. And we unfortunately lost our Joseph Mm -hmm. at 26 weeks gestation So it was a huge shock. But that sort of navigated my career in a whole different direction. Yeah. And help and so that's where the term mama joy coach has come from. Because from there, through my recovery and through everything, I started helping mothers in a deeper way. Started doing a lot of postpartum recovery groups, but with just, Mm -hmm. again, with more depth. I get a lot of mothers who are suffering with postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and child loss. And so I started Mm -hmm. helping in that area, became a baby loss doula. So it sort of Made my company kind of specialize, and my company is run with my mother. She is the co owner Mm -hmm. and the co founder of the company, which is a nice little thing that we have going on. She has her area, and I have my area that we do.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's kind of the timeline on how everything has gotten me to where I am now. I'm also a motivational speaker and writer, so I am working on my first book, which is going to be a memoir about Mm -hmm. everything that I've been through. Yeah, that's um, a lot. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so amazing. I, I hear people's stories all the time, and I love to hear people's stories because it's so rich, and our experiences just shape the direction of our lives so much and you never know exactly where you're going to end up in terms of, you know, your experiences and how they sit with you and what you need to do with them for your own healing and then realizing that other people need healing. And there's just so much beauty and power in that. And I, I love that you shared that with us.
1: Yes, yes. And I recently just completed trauma yoga training. I am a yoga teacher as well. So I'm going to combine all of these trainings with my life experiences, like you just Mm -hmm. said, and try to really help mother's mind, body, spirit. That's my ultimate goal.
0: That's lovely. Yeah. And we all need it. We all need that support. And what I love specifically about this profession in terms of supporting moms and maternal mental health is that there's so many different ways to support moms Mm -hmm. and we all need all of those ways you know like sue will be helped by yoga and you know jill will be helped by therapy and you know those sorts of things like we need to have everything available and so i love to hear about all of the ways that people support mothers and their healing and families healing so that's fantastic.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree. Lots of healing modalities out there, and they're all needed. Yeah. So the
0: experience with Lillian first shaped quite a few things, and then with Joseph took some things into another direction. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. And then we had our daughter, Layla. She's now two. She's our rainbow, and we actually ended up having her a year later exactly on my son's due date. So it's a bittersweet day, but it's brought so much healing that it keeps going. You know, unfortunately, I suffered severe postpartum depression after Layla, which was shocking. And it's taken me a long time to come out with that because not only as a woman in the baby world and profession... But also that being, she was my rainbow. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of emails, texts, phone calls, letters, cards mm-hmm. from clients and family and friends. Just so excited about Layla and your arms will be full and you know, all these things. And mm-hmm. I just kept a smile, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the pregnancy with both my son. And with Layla, not with Lillian. Lillian's pregnancy was pretty smooth sailing. But with my son and Layla, I had hyperemesis gravidarum. I'm not sure if you know about that. Yeah. I know it comes on different levels with everybody, but I had it pretty bad. And
0: so for listeners who don't know what that is, that's like nauseousness and throwing up. It could be constantly, it could be like never ending daily throughout the whole pregnancy or some part.
1: Yeah, it'll usually last a lot longer than the 12 to 14 week mark Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of the HG sufferers. For me, it lasted the entire time with Joseph and it lasted Mm -hmm. until about 25 weeks with Layla. And then it came Mm -hmm. back at week 33. Mm -hmm. and it was rough. And so here I am, I'm physically sick again, yeah. which throwing up and being nauseous, I mean, you can't think straight when you're feeling yeah. that way. Right. And so, you know, my spirits were down because of that and was scared. And I didn't know what to feel. I couldn't be present. It was really hard for me mm-hmm. to stay present. And even though I had a fantastic therapist, my husband is phenomenal. I had a lot of support, but I felt like I couldn't hear them and... Mm-hmm. Layla came and I didn't expect postpartum because all I kept saying through the pregnancy is I just want to see that she makes it and that she's alive yeah. and then I'll be okay. I kept saying right. that I'm going to be okay after she comes out. Mm-hmm. It didn't end up that way.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker.
1: So,
0: Right. Thank you for sharing that. Because, you know, parents who have suffered a loss, I mean, if they are trying again, it can be a really anxiety-producing period of time. You're just hoping and praying and trying to get through that your baby survives. And that idea to hold on is sometimes, you know, what gets you through, especially if you have, like, a medical complication like you had, you know, with throwing up all the time and feeling sick. And wow, that let down, that disappointment of not feeling how you really needed and wanted to feel.
1: Yeah, I was afraid of being judged. I always looked at a lot of my clients as trying to be their main support and getting them mm-hmm. through everything that they went through, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to look back bad I guess I didn't want them Mm -hmm. to think that I couldn't help their friends because I get a lot of referrals Mm -hmm. and things like that and I didn't want to look weak because I didn't Mm want to fall and I was afraid to fall but falling is what has gotten me through this and falling Mm -hmm. and surrendering is what has brought the healing but I didn't see it back then I was very scared very very scared
0: yeah right wow Oh, goodness. You know, I'm sure there are mothers and families kind of nodding their heads all over the place listening to you right now just in being able to identify with your experience. That feeling of wanting to and needing to hold on and, Mm -hmm. you know, keep as much together as possible is just so true.
1: Yeah, I couldn't see the joy. I didn't think there would be joy. I was just stuck on, let's just get her here. I want her here alive. I don't want to be scared anymore. So that's what I was stuck on, but I couldn't see any joy. I couldn't be present, and I wasn't present for my older daughter, and she was Mm -hmm. definitely keeping note of everything, Mm -hmm. and God bless her strength. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. I think that's important to note, too, is that people assume that if you have support, that you'll be okay, and it does help and feel a lot worse if you don't have Um, support but this idea that these things only happen to certain people is untrue it can happen to all of us yes and that's why it's so important to share this story so that and other people's stories so that we can learn and kind of know what to look out for and what to prepare for right yes not that it will happen Not that everyone will feel depressed or anxious, but that it's a possibility and there's something you can do about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all have different backgrounds and stories and experiences and we all heal differently too. So, you know, what worked for me may not always work For somebody else. And so, yeah, we're all different. All moms are different. Mm -hmm. And how we get to the point of motherhood is different, too. So,
0: yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: And that's all good. It's all okay.
0: Yeah. So, all of these things have really shaped your work. And what prompted you to want to write a book?
1: Well, I unfortunately, you know, we don't have to go into too much detail, but it just gives you an idea and everybody listening a little bit more in depth of what I've gone through, but at 16 years old, I fell victim to a violent attack against me. I was raped, and it was attempted murder, oh, but no. I am here. I am escaped, so I'm here, obviously, yeah. and that's a huge part of my past, and it's yeah. a huge part of my past that put me in the dark, so yeah. I stayed in the dark for a very, very long time, and then I had my daughter, and she kind of grounded me, anchored yeah. me, I guess, a little bit, and I just mm. loved being a mom. It took my focus away from the trauma, but I really wasn't focusing on myself still. Uh So then years kept going by and then more trauma as we, you know, Joe, and then even more with the postpartum and just everything mixed together Mm -hmm. that even though it's been a lot of trauma, there's been a lot of light in there too. And I finally see it. And It really helps the workshops and the coaching and everything I do with moms. And, you know, I do help women who aren't mothers as well, especially sexual assault victims. Mm -hmm. And I decided to take what I've learned, what I've been through, and bring hope and healing through my memoir. That's why I chose a memoir to be my first book that I write. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's really only during those 13 years, from the rape up until having Layla. Actually, it's more than 13 years, but probably about 15 if you include Layla. I'm going to include Layla Mm -hmm. in there too, but that's kind of the time span that the book is going to be based on. And the whole point again, is to bring hope and healing. So,
0: right. I'm happy that you mentioned just kind of your own process and seeing the light and however that shows up for you. It can be so hard you know, a lot of people I hear, why is this happening to me? Why did any of this happen to me? What am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to get through this? And it can take a long time to figure out how to make sense of things. Yes. Or onion layers,
1: layer after layer, it keeps coming off for all of us. And it could take, yes, a very long time to get through those layers. I agree. (laughs) I'm still learning. I'm still discovering things about myself and I'm still seeing parts of my healing that I didn't see before. It's continuous. Right. So.
0: Right. And that's really important too. It's not like we figure it out and then we're good to go. You know, different life experiences bring up different things in different ways, things even that we thought we had dealt with. Yes. And then there it is.
1: Yeah. And my turning point was actually with the loss of my son. I was able to go into denial after the rape. I was able to block it out, and that's how I got through it at the time Mm -hmm. and sort of just put it in a different compartment in my brain and live that way because it was so shocking, and especially being so young, I couldn't filter all of that. No, And I was able to do that for that experience, but when I lost Joe, I can't deny that, and no mother can, that you love your child. And so, there was no, I couldn't deny what happened. For me personally, I couldn't do it. and yeah. That sort of broke my heart, but then my heart stayed open for deep healing to finally happen. Mm -hmm. And not that, you know, of course, do I want my son here? People ask me that. Absolutely. Even though I've learned so much. Yes, of course. Every time I see a three-year-old little boy, I still get triggered. But at the same time, I've learned so much about myself since then that, Mm -hmm. you know, It's so deep, you know, the kind of healing Mm -hmm. that came with. But that's just my story. That's just my personal, you know, so I'm dealing with grieving over him, Mm -hmm. but then healing myself all at the same time. So it's been a lot of work. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you've found healing through this?
1: Well, I have had a fantastic therapist for years. She has been a huge part of my healing and she was my initial go to at first when I lost Joe, mm-hmm. And she was somebody that I had seen prior. So I've known her a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to really, I had done some therapy, you know, about maybe three or four years after the rape. But like I was telling you before, I was so much in denial that I couldn't hear what was being said to me. Yeah. So I started therapy again and started to... Understand all the emotions that were going through me that I actually had cut my mind and body off. I couldn't feel mm-hmm. the emotions. I couldn't feel, I was sort of disconnected, yeah. which as a trauma survivor, it's common for a lot of yes. us. Mm-hmm. And so I could think them in my head. I knew what emotions were. And so therapy was my first step. It made me sort of understand my triggers mm-hmm. and what was going on in my mind. But I still couldn't feel my body. I still couldn't feel, you know, I didn't have that mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. So once I got to a place where I felt a little bit more stable, especially after Joe, because, I mean, there was a good three or four months there that I was disconnected once again. It sort of past trauma came up and re-traumatized all over again. But once I sort of felt myself grounded again, then I realized that, I needed to do a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I discovered yoga. And mm-hmm. yoga is something that I had always done, but sort of as a like a workout, <laughs> not really taking in the mindfulness part of it. Mm-hmm. I understood the mindfulness, but I never really jumped into it. I just did yeah. the asanas and the postures and I enjoyed it. Then I discovered how you could be present with yoga. And from there, a lot more healing started to actually take place. I actually did what's called trauma yoga, which is a series. Mm-hmm. And by the it's a six-week series that I did with somebody. And by the end of it, I went from the beginning of not being able to feel certain parts of my body that were associated with the rape, like there's a part in my back that I could never feel, my neck, I just was completely disconnected to the end of it where I could feel my entire body and I can actually make a connection between an emotion and where I feel it in my body. So I started to sort of wake up from there and after that series was completed, I actually also sought some spiritual counseling and spiritual coaching from somebody, so That was another piece that I added to it. But I Mm -hmm. continued the yoga and I did my own practice and really Mm -hmm. started studying it more and more. And it helped me become present, Mm -hmm. something that I was never able to do before. I was always, always scared. I lived in flight or fight. And a lot of times I slept sitting up. I was always afraid Mm -hmm. I was going to get attacked. Mm -hmm. And even though I had the security of my husband right there. But it didn't matter. (laughs) When you're stuck on, I was stuck on (laughs) in Um, this flight or fight mode. Yes, that it didn't matter if he had his arms around me all night long. I was still scared. So,
0: yes. Like your body and mine hadn't learned that you weren't in, in immediate danger anymore. Exactly.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I had lived that way through my denial for years and years and years mm-hmm. without even realizing it. My body did break down physically as well.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, my body, That's a lot of stress.
1: Yes. My body thought that the environment wasn't safe. So I suffered with lots of physical stuff too, mm-hmm. even after I had Lillian. Mm-hmm. Headaches, autoimmune disorders, migraines, mm-hmm. nightmares when I did sleep. And I never really connected it to the trauma because so many years had gone by that i no it can't be that it's mm-hmm. got to be something else but it was all really connected to that night and how my body was just sort sort of breaking down
3: feel like you're the martyr in your family
2: So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is so important for listeners to hear this kind of longer term, like, what's the word I want? perspective on how experiences in your life and in our own lives can affect us during these really vulnerable times like pregnancy and postpartum Mm -hmm. where we don't expect them to come up but sometimes they do and not for everybody but sometimes they do they just can bring our past experiences up into our current moment in a really jarring way that we don't expect and sometimes it's how you're beautifully describing you don't really know what to do with or you're just disconnected from entirely to save yourself. I mean, all the things you're describing to me as a therapist listening to you, I mean, you were coping that whole time by staying disconnected. And then you have a loss with Joseph and you can't be disconnected in that same way. Mm -mm. No, Uh, exactly. It just sort of, this is, you know, why kind of it's really important to get help and get support when these things come up like you have done for yourself.
1: Yes. And when I was able to get present finally and understand what that really, truly meant, Mm -hmm. writing has been a part of my life since I could write. I have literally stacks of journals in my attic. It's really funny. And so I've always done that. Mm -hmm. But my writing sort of took a whole different turn once I started to become more and more present. Mm -hmm. And I started discovering what I call pockets of joy. I was always thinking that in order to heal, I needed to feel happy all day long. That meant I was healed. No, Mm -hmm. I've learned to not be so afraid of my negative emotions. Like if I have a bad day, okay, I'm going to have a bad day and I just, I get through it. I've been able to create space between myself and the bad days and not go overboard. But I have learned through staying present and my practice of yoga and finding just a few pockets of joy. And that's what I tell my mothers who I'm sitting in front of doing the mom and joy workshops is that it's those little small moments that you will remember and that that's all yes. you need. You don't need to make your whole day because nobody's going to have absolutely perfect days every single no. day. That's just not possible no matter what you've gone through. Right. And all three of my children have taught me wonderful things. But my oldest daughter, since she has gone through all of this with me, she has helped me deepen and find those pockets of joy even more. She's almost brought me back to my own joyful childhood days to be able to get through my days as an adult now so much better. It's been quite a journey these last three years.
0: Uh, Yeah, I've had a lot going on and a lot of healing happening. And how has she been supportive
1: so, she has always been a talker. She's not afraid to speak up and share her mind, which I love about her, but we always have to tell her the best times to do it, like not in class. Um, <laughs> she's definitely going to do something that's going to be a lot of public speaking one day, that's for sure, or comedy, because she's super funny. But she has helped me sort of like reconnect a part of myself that stays present so I can find that steady flow of joy, you know, uh-huh. by either making me laugh or one day she said to me when I was kind of zoning out and she came up in front of me and she said, mom, I want to say something. And I said, what do you want to say, Lillian? And she said, first of all, she said, you're fantastic. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lily. And mm-hmm. she said, no, I really want you to know that I have watched you change and evolve since I've been a little girl, and ever since I was a little girl, all I wanted was for you to experience the joy of life that I was experiencing every day, but I could see that you were not happy even as a little girl, and that's all we kids want. We just want our parents to be happy, and I said... And I said, oh my God. She said, mom, it's like a birthright. We're born happy. You need to get back to that joy. And that's what you teach moms. Mm -hmm. And I said, and she said, but I just want you to know that you are doing it. And I was like, oh, I nearly dropped my mug of tea. I couldn't even believe what happened and came out of her mouth. You know, she said, you don't need to create these huge events and these huge things to make me happy, to make daddy happy, or to make you happy. She said, just stay present and let's enjoy these days together the little things, even if we're just giggling and laughing. I said, Oh, my God, Lillian, you're so right. (laughs) So amazing. Yeah. And so she now ever since that conversation, every time we are laughing, if she sees me giggling with her sister Mm -hmm. or with her, she'll point it out. And then I write it down. She's assisting me with my writing because I like to keep like a gratitude journal and everything, you know, it just helps me. But, you know, she just said, like, now, Mom, right now, now, this is a good time to be oh, present and notice it. And I said, oh, beautiful. my God. <laughs> you know, so she has really, really helped me see it even more and really see it from her perspective, too. So Mm -hmm. she knows what my memoir is about, and she does know what happened to me at 16 without the details. Right, And she said, it makes sense, Mom. It totally makes sense because now I understand you even more. So I said, wow, okay, moral of this whole story is you can't (laughs) hide anything from your kids. (laughs) No, no, no. But
0: she's watching and learning, and she must hear about, you know, the things that you are teaching, too, to moms and whatnot. But also, maybe there's some old soul thrown in there, too.
1: She is. And, you know, and going through the loss of her brother. That was very shocking to her because death is hard for a lot of children to understand. So I think it kind of aged her a lot faster because it was Mm a trauma. So she's always felt like she needed to hold my hand as well through everything we've gone through. So children are just, they can just teach you so much about life in one Mm -hmm. moment.
0: Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, that's a beautiful story. I'm sure that's not the only amazing thing she said, but, you know, kids kids can say kids can come and be that reflection that we need sometimes and kind of really pull you into the moment. And that's a beautiful example of that. Yeah. So in all of the experiences you've had and all of the work that you do with moms, what are some messages of hope and healing that you give to mothers and that you can give to our listeners?
1: Well, like I say to all of my moms, your joy is always there. No matter what you've gone through, your joy is like the sky. It's always there. It's constant. What we go through is the clouds. It's going to come and it's going to go and it's going to come again and it's going to go again. And that's okay. But just know your joy is there and that you can find it again.
0: That's beautiful and so true. It's so, so true. I really hope that people can hear that and take that in. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your experience. And I'm hopeful that the people who are listening who had anything similar to this can see that healing is possible. So I thank you so much for the work that you do. And we'll look forward to seeing your memoir when it comes out.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Kat, and everybody listening.
0: So as you guys can hear, Lindsay's been through quite a bit. And... She has found a way to incorporate joy and healing into her life and is now really, really motivated to do that for other people. If you want to find out more about her work, you can find her at lindsaymariegibson.com. That's her website. You can learn more about when her book is coming out and the projects that she's working on. And she's also a board member for the Always With Me Foundation at www.alwayswithme.org. And that organization is run by one of our previous guests, Diana Collins. So I just want to also restate that, you know, our lives and everybody's lives you come in contact with are so complicated and we never really know somebody's history until they tell us. And your specific history may have impacted you in ways that you're just now finding out about or you're trying to work through. And that is normal. That is just a very human process, but you don't have to do it alone. There's help out there. Lindsay offers lots of resources. There are quite a few organizations that are supporting moms, and you can find a lot of those in this podcast or at www.momandmind.com on our podcast website. Just really want you guys to know that we are reiterating this all the time, that healing is possible, and you are definitely not alone. And So thank you so much for listening and until next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com. Also, please subscribe and share this podcast. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Thank you for being a part of the Mom and Mind community.